by hearing and hearing by your word. So we ask you to grow our trust in you as we take heed to your word. Take heed to the examples that we have of Abraham, our forefather. Uh, Yah, take heed to the patriarchs. Take heed to Yeshua, our strength, our, our, our redeemer, the mediator, the Messiah, the one who is the one who has redeemed us, reconciled us back to you. And now, because of him, we are at peace with you. So we thank you for that. Thank you for Yeshua HaMashiach. And we just glorify you. I pray, Yah, that you would save those who are lost, those who don't know who you are. That you will wake up those who are still asleep and bring them into their identity, their identity in you, their identity to who they are in you, and their identity in Hamashiach. For y'all, we, we, we can't make it. We're lost in, without you. The Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 2 that we was once in this world without hope. We were alienated from you. And y'all, but, but the Messiah has, has changed all of that for us. And all we have to do now is receive him. So we thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for being our strength. Thank you for keeping us and just, just being who you say you are. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. Amen. Praise Yah. Praise the Most High. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Uh, Shabbat Shalom out there in uh, uh, Facebook land, YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, wherever you all are hearing us from. Uh, Shabbat Shalom to you all. Praise the Most High for you all. Um, joining in with us as, as we teach a new lesson today um, <clears throat> of, of, of faith or trust that works. So we're going to, you know, by now, what we, those who, who have heard me or listened to me know that I speak about trust. I speak about faith a lot uh, because that's the essential element. That, that, that's what's going to keep us. You know, if you don't trust in the most high, you're in trouble. As a matter of fact, you can't even be a friend of the Most High if you don't trust in Him. So I'm gonna teach you how to be His friend. Show you, show you what what, what it, it requires, you know. And we're all, and we're all striving for the same thing. We all trying to be friends of Yah, Amen. So our first scripture that we're gonna come from, we're gonna be in the, uh, we're gonna start off in the book of um, in the James, the letter of James or Yaakov. Um, his name again. His name was not James. His Hebrew name was Jacob, Yaakov. Uh, it was translated uh, to English. It would be called Jacob. But they, they, they named the name of this book James because of uh, who the 1611 Bible was written after, and that was King James. So he put his name in the book. But his name is not James. His name is Yaakov. And sometimes, you know, let me say this. Um, the adversary can through people because people can do things unintentionally. And the adversary can try to pull our identity from us, pull us from who we are by just the, the change of a name, the change of a location, trying to steal your identity. And we have so many people today, in today's time, uh, who are going through identity crises, don't know who they are. Well, uh, we have us, some of us don't know that we're Israel, some of us struggle with it, some of us get upset. Then you have people who are uh, a male or a female struggle with their identity as far as their sex. Uh, you have a man thinking that he's a woman and a woman thinks she's a man, you know, and they struggle. And, and, and not knowing your identity can have you lost. You know, you know um, the issue of struggling with your sex, if you are a man, then you should not be sleeping or in love with and have physical, sexual, intimate relationships with a man as you would with a woman. You know, you have people who say, people who say, well, I was born like this. Well, for you to say that you was born a homosexual is to call the most high a liar. Because he said, he said that um that he uh um don't be like that. Don't 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 lay with a man. Uh, a man should not live with a man as, a, as he would with a woman. You know, so to say, to say you was born like that, it's calling him a liar. It actually makes him unjust uh, if, if, if that's true because he's, if, if, if he tells you don't be like something he made you to be like, then, then he, has, he don't have the right to judge you based on that because he one that did it. And he's not a liar. So, so, but, but because we struggle with our identity as far as who we are, 
You know, we believe lies. You know, so 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 pray to ask ask the Most High to help you know who you are, to know who you are in Him, to know who you are as a person. You know, to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, the greatest tragedy in life is not death. It's life without reason. And it's dangerous to be alive and not know why you're given life. So when you don't know who you are and what, you, what you're here for, you'll abuse your life. Not just homosexuality, but drug addiction, alcoholism, being abusive towards your spouse, whether you're a man abusive toward a woman or a woman abusive toward a man, hating people. You know, life for the male, especially the young uh, black male, is not for you to go have sex with every woman you can see and be a rolling stone. It ain't for you to be having on skinny jeans sagging in them with a big old pistol in your back pocket, putting out want to shoot somebody and thinking that you accomplished something. Life is not you being hood rich, you know, or trying to seek money. Life does not consist even in the abundance of things. But when you don't know who you are, you do those things. You know, don't you know as a believer, as a believer especially, whether you are a native-born Israelite or whether you are grafted in, your overall objective is to never seek money. Never worry about what you're going to wear. Never worry about what you're going to drink or, or eat. Should ever do that. But your overall objective should be for you to seek the kingdom of Yah first and all of his righteousness, which you have an understanding in your mind that Yah knows everything about you. But when you don't know who you are, you, 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 you have the what was me spirit. What was me? You know, what am I going to do? What, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? You know, you can't be like that. So we're going to, today we're going to learn, uh, we, we're going to have a faith or a trust that works. We're going to talk about it today. Hallelujah. So we're in the book of James, chapter number two. And um, so we're going we're gonna to deal with, um, we're going to deal with James chapter number two. Beginning at verse one. Hallelujah. And, I, and I'm teaching from, from the complete Jewish Bible. So it says, my brothers, practice the faith of our Lord Yeshua, the glorious Messiah. Without showing favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your synagogue wearing gold rings and fancy clothes, and also a poor man comes in dressed in rags. If you show more respect to the man wearing the fancy clothes and say to him, have, have this good seat here, while to the poor man you say, you, stand over there or sit down on the floor by my feet, then aren't you creating distinctions among yourselves and haven't you made yourselves into judges with evil motives? Mm-hmm. By showing favoritism. Or by being a respected person. See, the command is love. Love your neighbor as yourself. So when you show favoritism, then you don't show love. You, you, you're not showing Torah. You're not, you, you're not walking in Torah. Now, we're dealing with faith, trust. And we're going to find out what trust is. So that's one example. Verse 5 says this. Listen, my brothers. Hasn't y'all chosen the poor of the world to be hasn't y'all chosen the poor of the world to be rich in to be rich in faith and to receive the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? Say, hasn't y'all chosen the poor of the world to be rich in their what? In their trust, in their faith, and to receive the kingdom which he promises to those who love, obey, keep his commandments, love him. But you despise the poor. Aren't the rich the ones who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who insult the good name of him to whom you belong? If you truly obtain the goal of kingdom, Torah, and conformity with the passage that says, Love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show favoritism, your actions constitute sin. Since you are, since you are convicted under the Torah as transgressors. That is. So showing faith, loving, some, loving your neighbor as yourself. Not showing favoritism or making a distinction between the rich man and the poor man. 
Part 2, verse 10. For a person who keeps the whole Torah, yet stumbles at one point, has become guilty of breaking them all. For the one who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you commit adultery, but do murder, excuse me, now, if you don't commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the Torah. Why? Because both of these right here are two intentional sins. Adultery is an intentional sin, and murder is an intentional sin, and the punishment for both of these are death. So, regardless if you if if, if you if you uh, don't don't uh, excuse me, if regardless if you don't commit adultery, but you do murder, then you have become a transgression of the Torah because you're gonna see the same penalty for both of them. That's what makes you guilty of, of, of it all because you both have the same punishment, the same penalty. Both put you in a position to be under what we call the curse of Torah. Now, the curse of Torah is death. The curse of Torah and the wages of sin are the same thing. Death. But Yeshua, again, before I go any further, has, has redeemed us from the curse of the, of, of the Torah or the curse of the law. So, so what, what do I mean? Am I saying that he's done away with the Torah and we don't have to follow it no more? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that Yeshua has redeemed us from death. Because now through him, we have forgiveness for intentional sin. So I want to just bring that out. Verse 13, verse 12 says this. Keep speaking and acting like people who will be judged by a Torah, which gives what? Freedom. Keep speaking and acting like people who will be judged by a Torah, which gives freedom. For judgment will be without mercy toward one who doesn't show mercy. But mercy wins out over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith but has no action to prove it? Is such faith able to save him? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food, and someone says to him, Shalom or Shalom, keep warm and eat, eat hearty without giving him what he needs. What good does it? Thus faith by itself Accompanied by actions is dead. But someone will say that you have faith and I have actions. Well, show me this faith of yours without the actions, and I will show you my faith by my actions. You believe that Yah is one or a God. Well, good for you. But guess what? The demons believe too. The thought makes them shudder in fear. But foolish fellow. Do you want to be shown, but foolish fellow, do you want to be shown that such faith apart from actions is barren? What well, wasn't Abraham, Avenue declared righteous because of actions when he offered up his son Yeshak on the altar? You see that his faith worked with his actions. By the actions, the faith was made complete, and the passage of the Tanakh was fulfilled, which says, Abraham had. Faith in Yah, and it was a credit to his account as righteousness. He was even called Yah's friend. You see that a person is declared righteous because of actions and not because of faith alone. Amen? Amen. Likewise, wasn't Rahab the prostitute declared righteous because of actions when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another route? Indeed, just as the body without a spirit is dead, so too faith without actions is dead. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So the first thing we're going to do today is we're going to see what faith is. Amen? Amen. Excuse me. So our first scripture after this right here we're going to go to is we'll go to Romans 10. Romans chapter number 10. Just give you an understanding of, uh, of, what, of, of what faith is. 10, 17.
Well, you know what? Let's go to verse 16. I want to read that first. Mm-hmm. Romans 10, 16 says this. The problem is, the problem, what's the problem? What's the problem? The problem is that they haven't all paid attention to the good news and obeyed it. So Yeshayahu says, Yah, ha, Yah, who has trusted what he has heard from us? So the problem is, then and now, it's, it's, it's just what? We haven't all paid attention. You know, it's power in paying attention. But when you don't pay attention, that's a problem. Because when you, if you can't hear what's being said and know what's going on, then you are still lost. Because you haven't paid attention to the good news. What's the good news everybody's talking about? The good news is that Yahshua has reconciled us back to Yah. And now because of him, we can have shalom with Yah. We can have peace. We can enter into that new covenant. We can have eternal life. Eternal life, according to John 17, 3, is to know Yah. And the one whom he has sent. But when you don't have eternal life, you don't know Yah, you're still dead. Still lost. So, verse 17 says this. So, trust. Faith. Trust. Comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes through a word proclaimed about the Messiah. So, what's trust? Trust comes from a what? A word. And it comes for a, and it's heard, and it is heard, and what is heard comes through a word proclaimed about the Messiah. So some of y'all Bible say that faith comes by hearing, right? Yes. And hearing by the word of God. The New King James says, uh, says in Romans ten seventeen. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, so how do you obtain this faith? By what? Hearing. Hearing, Hearing what? The word. the word of what? Of Yah, about the Messiah. So, in other words, you can't have trust, you can't have faith unless it's by the word of God. You can't have faith unless the word of God is spoken. Because that's how you obtain faith, through your hearing. Amen. And you have to pay attention to what you heard. So he begins, so, so now James is talking about Abraham. Because we, 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 Abraham believing Yah and being the creator of him as righteousness. So let's go to Genesis 15, 6. Because, you know, and the reason I'm trying to establish, establish this and set this up is because most of us, and it's sad to say, we don't know what faith is. We think that faith is, is, is believing Yah for a house or a car. The bootleg pastor telling you, you come sow this seed of $20 and God going to bless you a hundredfold. Press down, shaking together, running over. So we believe that, that, that if, if we come sow this seed, because we call money seed, and the word does not call money seed. But because we don't pay attention and really read the scripture for ourselves, we think that faith is not you sowing money. Faith is not you thinking you want to go have something and believing that Yah is going to back you up. But faith is you walking in obedience to Yah's word, showing actions and what you've heard and what you've learned and what you know. Mm-hmm. Believe in Yah and then carrying it out what he has said. That's faith. Example is Genesis 15. We're going to go to Genesis 15 and 6. Then we're going to go to Genesis 17. But Genesis 15, 6 says, well, we're going to start at um, verse 6. It says this. Genesis 15, 6. This is, this is what J- James uh, said about Abraham. It said he believed in Yah and, it, and he credited to his account as righteousness. So Abraham believed in Yah. And so him believing in Yah was a credit to his account as righteousness. 
There's no certain Hebrew word for the word believe, but it can and does mean to stand firm on. To stand firm in. So, so, so what did he believe, y'all? Well, let's go to the conversation. If we know about Genesis 14, Abraham just went and rescued uh, uh, his nephew, Lot. He comes back. He's laying there in, in, uh, in fear of the retaliation of those kings. So Genesis 15 and 1, uh, y'all responds to Abraham and tell him, listen here, don't fear. Don't fear, don't be afraid, Abraham, for I am your protector. And your reward will be very great. And so Yah tells Abraham. So Abraham replies and begins to talk to Yah about what Yah had already told him. So verse 2 says this. Abraham replied. Yah, Elohim. Or let me say this. He said El Shaddai. Uh-huh. What good will your gifts be to me if I continue childless? And Eleazar from Damascus inherits my possession. You haven't given me a child. Abraham continued. So someone born in my house will be my heir. But listen to this. But the word of Yah came to him. This man will not be your heir. No, your heir will be a child from your own body. In Jubilees he said from your own bowels. Then he brought him outside and said, look at the sky. Count the stars. If you can count them, your descendants will be that many. So, he, so y'all told him that. And the word says he believed y'all. Amen. And it was accredited to his account as righteousness. So, 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 so he, 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 he believed y'all. He believed him. But now he believed him. When you look at verse 6, he put an action to it. Even though he wouldn't have slept with the wrong person. He slept with Ishmael, uh, Hagar. But let's go to Genesis 17. Because you got to understand what faith is. Faith causes you to be obedient. Having faith is causing you to, to obey Torah. So when you look at James, he begins to make a difference between being rich and poor. And telling us don't show a respect to persons does not matter about them, their financial status. Don't matter they got money. And you tell them to sit up here in the high seat. And then if they don't have money, and you tell them to sit up there on the floor. Then you're not showing your faith. Because the command from Yah is to love your neighbor as yourself. And your neighbor is your neighbor regardless to how much money they have. And you are to love them in spite of yourself. You are to deny your own self-interest. You are to get past you and respond to them to their need. To however you should respond to them regardless of what they have. You don't show favoritism. And if you can't love people, then you don't have faith. See, we, 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 we think that, that I got, I got, I believe God. He's going to move in my life. I'm going to have a big old mountain. Uh, I'm going to have a big old house. If you believe all these things, but you are walking in disobedience, then you don't have faith. No matter what you say. See, the problem is we, we, we let our opinion overrule the word of Yah. And your opinion don't mean a hill of beans when it comes to the word of Yah. Because the word of Yah has authority. And, and, and the word of Yah is the final, is the final say so. So it don't matter what you believe, if you are not walking in obedience to Yah's word, then you don't have trust in what he says. And don't worry, we'll go to that next. So because I know some of y'all are probably upset right now disputing it. So we'll go to the scripture and just prove it to you. So anyway, so now let's go to Genesis 17. We're gonna begin at verse 15. Genesis 17, 15 says this. Then Yah said to Abraham, then Yah, then Yah said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you are not to call her Sarai, mockery. Her name is to be Sarah, princess. For I will bless her. Moreover, I will give you a son by her. Truly, I will bless her, and she will be a mother. She will be a mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. As at this, Abraham fell on his face and laughed. He thought to himself, Will a child be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah give birth at ninety? Abraham said to Yah, If only Ishmael could live in your presence. 
And y'all answered, no, but Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son, and you are to call him Yeshak. Laughter. And I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. But as for Yishmael, I have heard you. I have blessed him. I will make him a fruitful and give him uh, many descendants. So he blessed Ishmael. But, but he told Abraham, he says this, No, I'm going to give you a son by Sarah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to establish my covenant with him. That's the word that was given to Abraham. Abraham went and slept with his wife. Mm-hmm. So now we go to, uh, to Romans 4. Let's go to Romans 4. Because we're going to set the scene real quick today. We're going we're gonna to find out what faith We're going to start walking in, in, in delusions. Strong delusions. Believing lies. Amen. Amen. The first thing we're going to do is this right here. Hallelujah. We're going to start with uh, verse uh, 17. Romans 4, 17 says this. This accords with the Tanakh where it says, I have appointed you to be a father to many nations. Abraham is our father. Abraham is our father. Abraham is our father in Yah's sight. Why? Because he trusted Yah. Mm-hmm. As the one who gives life to the dead, and cause non-existent things into existence. Verse 18 says this, For he was past hope, yet in hope he did what? He trusted that he, that he would indeed become a father to many nations in keeping with what he had been told. Faith comes by what? Yeah. Hearing by what? The word. The word. Now when y'all, when y'all spoke to Abraham and told him, about the son, does that qualify as the word of Yah? Yes, it does. Because it came out of Yah's mouth. That's right. So Abraham was keeping with what he had been told. For he was past hope. Yet in hope, he trusted that he would indeed become a father to, to many nations in keeping with what he had been told. So many will your seed be. His trust did not waver when he considered his own body, which was good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, uh-huh. or when he considered that Sarah's womb was dead too, he did not by lack of trust decide against God's promises. But on the contrary, by trust, he was given power as he gave glory to Yah. For he was fully convinced that what Yah had promised, he could also accomplish. Here it is, verse 22. This is why it was accredited to his account as righteousness. Because he didn't consider the circumstances. He trusted in Yah. And his, his obedience in the Most High produced results. He had a faith that worked. He didn't allow his circumstances to get the best of him. We're going to Hebrews 11. Then we're going to deal with the, with the, with the love situation. Hebrews 11. Y'all is, y- y'all is super supernaturally good, huh? Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. Y'all ready? Verse 17 says this. By trusting. By what? By trusting. If, 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 listen, if you have the King James, because he, he keeps saying trusting. Well, if you have the King James Version, it says by faith. If you have a new King James Version, it says by faith. So when I'm saying trusting, don't get beside yourself. Allow the enemy to become subtle and deceive you and tell you I'm not talking about faith. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about trusting. So by faith, by trusting Abraham, when he was put to the test, the word, listen, what was put to the test of Abraham? That word that y'all had told him. When you read Genesis 22, the word says in Genesis 22 that Yah had, tr- had tested Abraham. He called his name and said, Abraham, give me the son, your, the, your beloved son, the one who you love. And I want him as a burnt offering. 
Now, when you understand what a burnt offering is, a burnt offering is the first offering that, that, that Israelites had to give before any other offering. It's, it, it was called the, the Ola offering. It brought shalom. <laughs> it brought shalom. And so he said, I want you to give me your son as an offering for shalom. But you know what really brings shalom with you and the most high? This is going to blow your mind. Your faith, your trust is what brings you to peace with y'all. Uh -huh. Yeshua told Nicodemus in John 3 that you must be born again. And then he says, as Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, he got to be lifted up. And if he's lifted up, then he would draw all men to him. And he was speaking from the standpoint of our faith. When you read the story in Numbers of how people complain and grumble because of the Spirit, y'all led them another way. And Yeshua's talking about being led by the Spirit. Then he, then he speaks on trust. So in order for you to have shalom with Yah, you have to trust that Yeshua is the Messiah. And that he's redeemed us through his death and his resurrection. And now because of him, we have shalom with Yah. And if you don't believe that, you can't have trust. Because it's all done by faith. It was not the serpent that brought life. It wasn't the serpent that healed them. It, the serpent had no power. What Yah did was put them in a position to either believe him or perish. And that's how it is with Yeshua HaMashiach. You either believe or you perish. You either walk by your obedience, walk by your trust. So what, so, so, so what happens when you believe in Yeshua? You turn from your sins. And then you approach Yah through him. You begin to walk in Torah. You enter into this renewed covenant. Because now what Yah has did is those, is those same words that was on those tablets of stone. He has now placed them on your heart. Jeremiah 31, 31. Or you can read the same thing in Hebrews. Since you won't say we renewed covenant then. It said the same thing in Hebrews too. So that, that's done by your trust. And no way it can be done. So now, verse 17 of Hebrews 11 says, By trusting Abraham, when he was put to the test, he offered up Isaac as a sacrifice. Yes, he offered up his only son, he who had received the what? Promises. To whom it had been said, what is called your seed will be in Isaac. For he had concluded that Yah could even raise people from the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did so receive him. So he was willing to obey Yah in spite of the circumstances because he believed in the word that was given to him. He had trust in what Yah had said. So he walked in obedience. He was not going to hold back or shrink back because of the circumstances. He was going to go fully, fully, fully ahead. Because he believed. Amen. Right? So when you look at Hebrews 10, 30, 38, it says this. Hebrews 10, 38 says this. But the person who is righteous will live his life by trusting. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. However, we are the kind who, who we are not the kind who shrink back and are destroyed. But on the contrary, we keep trusting and thus preserve our lives. Amen. Your faith without your works, if you don't show works and what you do, then you don't have faith. So people say, well, you know what? We, we, we saved by grace. That's the most lame excuse you can have. Yeah, you saved by grace. You are saved by compassion. You are saved by your trust, but that don't mean you got to walk in disobedience. How can you? Let, let's go back to James because, you know, I hear the spirit in the, I hear the spirit. In the spirit. <laughs> I hear a dispute in the spirit. So we're going to kill the spirit that's trying to dispute. Verse uh, uh, James 2.18 says this. But someone would say that you have faith and I have actions. Show me the faith. Show me this faith of yours without your actions. And I will show you my faith by my actions. You believe that Yah is one good for you. But that don't mean nothing. You know why? Because demons believe too. The thought makes them shudder in fear. But this is what he said. But foolish fellow. But foolish fellow. What is he talking about? What's a fool? One who despises the wisdom of Yah. One who despises instructions. One who sits in their heart. There is no God. So anyway. But, but, but foolish fellows. 
do you want do you want to be shown that such faith apart from actions is barren? Was it Abraham Avenue declared righteous because of what actions? When he offered up Isaac on the altar, you see that his faith worked with his actions. But the actions, but the actions, the faith, by the actions, the faith was made complete by his actions. So it's not just what you, so, 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 so again, how do you obtain your faith? By what? Hearing. By what's being heard. Heard from what? The good news about the Messiah or, as some of y'all's Bible say, by the word of Yah. So you attain your faith by hearing Yah's word and you act upon what Yah's word says. Not upon your own opinion. Hallelujah. 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 So let's, let's deal with the issue of love so we can go ahead and 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 can, and, and can, and can uh, kill the uh, the adversary. Hallelujah! Y'all is good yes. all the time. Excuse me. Note got mixed up. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, God. Yes, Mark 12, 28. Because you see, and, 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 and the reason I didn't go to, to uh, do the remedy, and we'll go there in a minute, is because we're going to see Yeshua teach Torah. Yes, he did. Since the adversary wants to say, well, you know, we, we don't have to follow Torah anymore. That's a lie. When James was speaking about love, he wasn't dealing with what Yeshua had said. He was dealing with Torah. And when Yeshua was speaking, he wasn't dealing with, with his own words. He was dealing with Torah. Amen. Yeshua didn't speak anything unless it was the word of Yah. He only spoke when Yah had had him to speak. Not, not, not out of his own opinion, not, not out of his, on his own will, but he did what Yah had told him to do. So we read uh, Mark 12, 28. It says this. One of the Torah teachers. One of who? A Torah teacher. Or some of y'all about to say, a teacher of the law. <laughs> One of the Torah teachers came up and heard them engaged in this discussion. Seeing that Yeshua answered them well, he asked him, which is the, which is the most important mitzvah, command, of them all? And Yeshua answered, the most important is, Shema Yisrael, Yahuwah Eloheinu, Yahuwah Echad, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you are to love Yah with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your understanding and with all your strength. And the second is this, you are to love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other mitzvah, no other commandment greater than these. And the torture the said to him, well said, Rabbi, you speak the truth when you say that he is one. And there is no other besides him. And that loving him with all one's heart, understanding, and strength, and loving one's neighbor as oneself means more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Yeshua saw that he responded sensibly, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of Yah. After that, no one dared to put him to another shelah, another test. Now, the re reason I read that is go back to James 2. Because James is dealing with something that's serious. He's dealing with how we treat people. He's dealing with the issue of love. The power of love. 
So James says in James 2 and 1, my brother practiced faith. Practice the faith of who? The Messiah who? Yeshua. Our Lord Yeshua, the glorious Messiah. Without showing what? Favoritism. Suppose a man comes to your synagogue wearing gold rings and fancy clothes. Mm -hmm. And also a poor man comes in dressed in rags. If you show more respect to the man wearing the fancy clothes and say to him, have this good seat here. While the poor man says to you, while to the poor man you say, stand over, stand over, go that way. Stand over there. Stand over there or sit down on the floor by my feet. Then aren't you created? Then aren't you creating distinctions among yourselves? And haven't you made yourselves into judges with evil motives? So now James is talking about how to treat people, and he's dealing with the issue of favoritism. He's dealing with the issue of how we treat people. He's working right now on the issue of love. And if we don't love, then we don't have faith. We don't have trust because love is produced or, or trust is produced by our obedience to Yah. And Yah commands us through his word to love. To love who? To love your neighbor. Now in one, in one of the gospels, Yeshua is talking about, uh, 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 he's giving a parable about three men. The Levite, the priest, and the man from Samaria. He's giving a parable. And in this parable, he's telling them how the man was robbed and left for dead. And he shows how the Levite was walking. Saw a man, the man on the ground, left for dead. He crossed to the other side and kept going. How the priest came, saw the man that was left for dead, crossed to the other side and kept going. But then he showed the example of a Samaritan or the man from Shamron, the man from Samaria. In those days, at those times, the Samaritans was not good friends with the Judeans or with Judah. They, they considered the Samaritans half-breeds. And the Samaritans, from Judah's perspective, was not enemies. I mean, excuse me, were not friends. So Yeshua gives this parable of a man being robbed. And so now the Samaritan man comes, pick this man up, nurse him to health, take him to a place, and pay for all of his medical expenses, leaves money, and says whatever, it, whatever he requires or, or, or whatever uh, fees or, or money that encourages where I'm going, let me know and I'll pay. So, he, so, so that result was that your neighbor, your, your neighbor is your enemy. Your neighbor is anybody, not just the ones who you think are close to you. Your neighbor are the very ones who you so-called despise, who you so-called detest. Now, from this perspective, James is using the, the, the money about the man that has all the gold rings on his finger. Comes in smelling good with fine rolls and how we just cater to them, treat them with love and want them to see what we got going on. And even nowadays and times, want them to be part of our ministry so they can give alms, take care of the building. But the one that comes in that, that stinks or poor or is needed, hey, you just sit over there. We, we act so nonchalant with them. And we act so, so funny acting with them. We, we don't want to help them. And in our mind, they are burdens to us. Wow. So we tell them to sit down on the floor and just chill. We get you in a little while. Well, guess what? According to the scriptures, you don't have faith. <laughs> because faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of Yah. And when you hear the word of Yah, you have a responsibility to act on that word through your obedience. So if you can't walk in obedience to what you've been told, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how it is, then you don't have faith. The, the greatest example we just used was Abraham. It took a whole lot. You can't tell me it didn't take a whole lot for him to hear what he had said. He, he heard what Yah told him. Give me your son. Now this man loves his son. And you're telling me to kill my son. To give him to you as a sacrifice. I guarantee you, Abraham had to swallow all that was on the inside of his mind. So he had to believe 
with what he had been told in order to do. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do. I'm going to go ahead and give him to you. Why? Because you already told me that you're going to establish the covenant through him. So Abraham believed that God could raise the dead. That's right. Then when you look at the situation, before Isaac was born, and here it is, Abraham, an old man. He's an old man. Abraham is impotent. And listen, ain't no sense of beating around the bush. Ain't no sense of faking the funk. Let's deal with reality. Because one thing about the word of Yah is, it shows you man's flaws. It shows you the good things also. So we ain't finna fake the funk with it. Abraham was not working in his area no more. He, had, he did not have the ability not only to produce children, but he couldn't even get it, get it together. And then back in Abraham's day, they did not have Cialysis. They didn't have Viagra. They didn't have all these things to make you jump Judy. They had none of that stuff. But he was in a bad situation. And all of a sudden, y'all telling me, you know, you're going to have a son by Sarah. And here I am already in the natural having a son named Ishmael. So Abraham got in his own thinking, and he tells Yah, "Oh, that Ishmael may find favor in your sight, because what Yah had spoken to Abraham was not logical. Didn't make no sense. You telling me that I can have a son in my old age? So the word says that Abraham laughed within himself and asked within himself, "How can this be? Me having a son at my old age, and Sarah giving birth?" At 90. So Abraham comes with, with this response to Yah and said, Oh, that Ishmael may find favor in your sight. So Yah's response gave Abraham a double whammy. He said, No, from out of Sarah, the seed is going to come. The seed is going to come out of Sarah. You're going to name the song laughter because you just laughed in yourself. And, and, and I'm going to establish my covenant through him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. I'm going to bless him too. So Abraham believed Yah. So now here it is. When you look in Genesis 18, the beginning, it says, and Yahuwah or Yahweh or however you want to pronounce his name, and Yah appeared to Abraham under the tree of Mambri. So Abraham see three men coming to the distance. He runs to them, begin to wash their feet, gather something, get prepared them to eat, and he asked them, where is Sarah, your wife? She was in the tent. She was inside. And he said, this time next year when I return, she's going to have a son. And she laughed too. She probably said, <laughs> whatever. Because it didn't make sense. But, but Yah's word does not have to be logical for you to obey it. Right. You just got to know that he is all. He is great. He is powerful. He's the most high. And because he is who he is, we respond to who he is. Because you know what? He's awesome just like that. And he's amazing. So we respond to his word in spite of how we feel, in spite of how it sounds. Because you obeying Yah's word in spite of the conditions that you're in shows that you have faith. Yeah. It don't matter how somebody how somebody's dressed. You know, e e even now when you read the word of Yah, it says be careful how you entertain strangers. Because you may entertain an angel unaware. So be careful how you treat people. Be careful how, 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 how you act toward people because you don't know who you're dealing with. And it could be Yah having an angel before you and because he got on rags and not riches, you disregard him and disrespect him. See, our faith is deeper than you planting a seed on the altar because the preacher said in the next 17 minutes, somebody's going to be blessed. Listen, if, if, if you was never, ever a millionaire, Yah still would provide for you. If you never had a big old house or a big old car, y'all still provide. Because you know what? A million dollars don't cure cancer. A million dollars doesn't always heal broken marriages. A million dollars definitely does not reconcile you back to y'all. Right. So your money don't mean anything when it comes to your faith. The only thing that matters when it comes to your faith is your obedience to the word that was declared to you. And you have to walk in those word, oh, in that word, in spite of what you're doing, or if you don't walk in the word that's given to you by Yah, then I'm gonna say it like this right here, like James said. Indeed, just as the body is dead without the spirit, then so is faith too dead without the actions. You have to have faith. 
You got to trust y'all. And if you don't trust y'all, you can't obtain the promise. You can't receive the promise. And your faith is bigger than what you say. It's based on what you're doing from what you heard. That's the truth. That's the real truth. Let's go to a, a new, because I know y'all are tired of me going to numbers. We're going to go do the Roman again. Since y'all said, he, he always in numbers. Is that all the scriptures that he know? <laughs> he always on the same way. Let's go. We're going to do, do the Roman again. And we're going to go to verse 32. The name of our Torah portion this morning was called here. But verse, Deuteronomy chapter number 32. Excuse me. Hallelujah. Number 32, we're going to begin at verse, we're going to begin at verse um, 48. Deuteronomy 32, 48. Hallelujah. Yah is awesome. Because we got to, listen, we got to walk in obedience. People always, see, see, we're so confused that we think that loving Yah is what's going to qualify us to have eternal life. You don't see nowhere in the scripture where loving Yah displeases Yah. Or, I'm excuse me, not loving Yah makes him feel sad or makes him draw back from you. It don't say anything like that. It says if you love him, you keep my commandments. He'll give to those who love him. He'll, he'll bless those who loves him. It says that. Well, the thing that'll make you miss out is not having your trust. Hebrews 10, 38 says, if you don't have, if you shrink back, I have no pleasure in you. It says, without faith, also in Hebrews, without faith, it's impossible to please y'all. You are saved by your faith. You're not saved by your love. So your faith costs you to love. Because love shows obedience. But your love don't cost you to have faith. <laughs> Because you can't, because guess what? Before you love, you got to believe. You got to have faith. Why? Because he that come to God, he must first do what? Love? Or he must first believe? He must first believe. And he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. So before you get the love in your life, you better have that trust in your life that that love loves you. Listen, I love my wife. But if I don't trust my wife, we can't have a good relationship. Because I'm always saying, where you at? Where you going? Who you talking to? Who is that man? Who is that woman? Who is she? You cheating on me? I don't trust her. She tell me she going to the grocery store, and I say, okay. And then she going for an hour, and here I am. Where you at? Where you been? I can't contact her. Her battery might have died. She come in the house. Who you talking to? Who? Wh where was she at? You was going that long? The store five minutes down the road. Who was you talking to? Was you really at the store? Right. So I'm showing her, based on how I'm acting toward her, that I don't trust her. After a while, we won't have a good relationship. She'll start feeling upset with me. And then it'll cause to an argument because every time I see her and every time I begin to talk to her about, about, about something, we're going to argue. She'll say, well, you don't trust me. Then I become displeasing to her. And it, it tears up the relationship. So without faith, without trust, it is impossible to please y'all. Amen? So now when you look at Deuteronomy 32, 48, it says this. The same day y'all spoke to Moshe, Go up into the Aravim, the Aravim range to Mount Nebo in the land of Moab across from Jericho and look out over the, over the land of Canaan, which I am given to the people of Israel as a possession. On the mountain, you are, this is Moses, this is the end. On the mountain, you will die and gather, be gathered to your people. Now listen, Moses is not writing this part of the Roman. Somebody else is writing now about Moses. Moses couldn't write this because he did. He did. Even, pa even past 32, Moses ain't writing no more. He, 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 he did. Mm -hmm. You can tell how it's, how, how, by how it's written now. Instead of Moses said, I said, and then it said, Y'all told Moses. So now it says this. He said, Moses, you will die there and be gathered to your people just as Aaron or Aharon, your brother, died on Mount Hor. And was gathered to his people. Here it is. The reason for this is that both of you broke faith. When you read Numbers, it said you didn't trust me. Both of you broke faith with me there among the people of Israel at Miravat Kadesh Springs in the Zine Desert. You failed to demonstrate my holiness there among the people of Israel. So you will see the land from a distance, but you will not enter the land I am giving you 
excuse me, I am given to the people of Israel. So why wasn't Moses able to obtain? Because he didn't have trust. He broke, he broke faith. He didn't trust Yah. What you, what you mean he didn't trust Yah? Well, when you read in the book of Numbers, when Yah tells Moses, speak to the rock, tell it. He didn't say hit the rock. He didn't say slap it. He didn't say kick it. He didn't say spit on it. He said, speak to the rock. Tell the rock to produce his water for you. Moses gets up, takes, his, take, take, take the authority of the rod that Yah authorized him to have, him and Aaron go, and he responds, listen here, you rebels. Mm -hmm. And I made water come from this rock, and he strikes the rock. Even though he thought he got good results, because the rock produced water, he failed the most high before, before a lack of faith. Why? He did not trust he did not obey and do what Yah said. He should have spoken to the rock, but he allowed his impatience. He allowed the circumstance. He allowed how he felt to get in the way of obeying Yah. And many of us are in the same boat that we can't walk forward and become obedient to Yah because we are scared of what folks are going to say. We get mad. Listen. I, I, I tell you this like I gotta say it because the Most High had told me to say it this morning when I was sitting down. So I'm gonna say this because many of y'all probably are confused and don't know who we are at a hard love ministry. Well, I, I, I believe that we are the ancient descendants of the Hebrew Israelites from the Bible. So I myself believe that I am an Israelite by my physical DNA, not by religion, but who I am by my blood. And I believe that. And I know that I am. I did too much study to understand who I am. So I know that I'm an Israelite. And I know by my responsibility, I have to obey the Torah. I got to quit eating unclean foods. So I, got, I don't eat foods that are unclean. And I know that we have to honor the Sabbath because it's a command by Yah. And I know that we have to honor the feast days. And I'm willing to obey Yah. So what I've done, I quit worshiping Yah on Sunday. And I start honoring the Sabbath, which is a holy day. Because Sunday, according to the scriptures, are not a holy day. And with that respect, People stop talking to me. They stop following me. They stop listening to me because of the stand that I've taken on obeying Yah's word. I don't obey Christmas. We don't do Thanksgiving. We don't do Easter. We believe it under every last one of the appointed and the feast days. And because of that, people will quit talking to you. But you know what? I, re I refuse to disobey Yah because of the circumstances. So let me say this. Yes, folks may leave you alone. It may hurt your feelings. But you continue to love them and you keep obeying Yah. Don't draw back. Don't shrink back. Because the word says that Yah will have no pleasure in you. He will not be pleased. And I, and I said what I just said to say this, that regardless to how it feels, regardless to how it looks, you line up the word of Yah with every circumstances and you obey it. You obey Yah's word in spite of what people say, what people do, how people act. Yes, I passed that congregation. We've had folks come trying to give us money and maybe them giving us money trying to persuade us or change us or do something. But your money can't do nothing for me. Your money can't buy me because I can have your money and believe me, I'll spend that money and that money will be gone. And y'all will still be there requiring me to be obedient to what he says. So, and then guess what? If I do not obey what Yah says and walk in disobedience, I cannot inherit the kingdom of Yah. Listen, it don't matter about you saying, Lord, Lord. It doesn't matter about the miracles you do in his name. It don't matter about laying hands on sick in his name. If you're not obedient to the word of Yah, you still do not inherit the kingdom of Yah. Your faith, your trust causes you to have that as an inheritance. And we gotta show enough grow up now. We gotta come out. And I know I'm I, and I know I'm on it. And somebody will hear this message later on because Yah is dealing with you about your identity, who you are, whether you are Israelite and you don't know it yet, or whether you are a Gentile trying to struggle with us being Israelites. What you should do is get past how you feel, get past your opinion, get past your agenda, and read the scriptures for what it's worth. Don't read it with a closed mind. Don't read it with what your pastor said, but read it based on you praying to Yah, seeking his kingdom. Opening it up and studying it diligently. The word of God says to study to show yourself 
to be approved, a workman unto Yah that needs not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So you divide the word of truth, you study that word of truth, say, look at it by history, and you will see what truth is. We don't want to walk in truth. We want to walk in our opinion. Because we think that the money is what's going to make us make it work. We think having a crowd of friends is going to make it work. But Yeshua says it plainly in the scriptures that broad is the way. Wide is the road that leads to destruction. But narrow, straight is the way that leads unto life. If you want to follow the straight way, it may, not, it may not be a whole lot of folks on this road. It may be a narrow road. But follow the road. Don't, listen. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, thank you. Listen, we can't be like Dorothy and follow the yellow brick road. Get there and see a wizard who want to hide himself. A bunch of Oompa Loompas or a little bit of old dwarf people singing uh, uh, songs. No, don't follow the yellow brick road. Don't follow the, the religious road. Don't follow the denominational road, but follow the word of Yah. Follow the true word of Yah. Listen, turn from your sins. Turn from your sins. Quit making a difference. Stop fighting against it. Surrender yourself. It's okay if you don't know. It's okay if you're struggling. Listen, Yah has put people in your life to teach you, to help you, to guide you through the scriptures without having hidden agendas, without trying to get anything from you, but just want you to come into the truth. And you need to ask him to help you. So and from, from this perspective right here, I can't help you now. He can only help you with this. <laughs> I can't do nothing for you but get, give you the truth. You got to make a decision. The ball is now in your court. Hallelujah. So we're going to we're going to go back to, to um, James. We're going to pray. And we're going we're gonna to end it. But listen, let's walk in obedience. We you want to have a faith that works? Look at what's being said. Look at clearly what's been going, what's been spoken by James. He's talking about love. He's talking about obedience. He's not talking about what we've been heard here in the church. I, I believe God. I'm going to take this $20. Yeah, uh, God, uh, I got to have my utility bill paid. I believe I'm going to go and put this $20 in this offering basket. I'm giving my tithes and my offerings. And you are going to make my money. I'm going to have money uh, uh, come Monday. Somebody going to walk out here and going to put money in my hand. Let me tell you that. I tried that many times. Mm-hmm. And you tell the still got cut off. <laughs> it ain't it ain't the money. Mm-hmm. It's your obedience. Yeah. It's your surrendering. See, we, we, we think that we, we can give, we can buy our way into the kingdom. It's it's your obedience mm-hmm. that causes Yah to respond to you. It's your it's your submitting yourself. Yielding yourself to his word, to his ways that causes Yah to respond. You know how I'm blessed? Because I, I, I know I'm blessed now. Because I walk in obedience. And I say, but I don't mean with no bunch of money. I have shalom. I have a good marriage. Not material, I have a great marriage. I love my children. They're doing okay. Yeah, they got flaws. So do I. So do you. But I'm overall blessed. I'm healthy. And when I really have a need of something, Yah provides. He makes a way. Because I've learned how to submit and surrender to his word and ask him to lead me. I stopped having pity parties. I've learned how to become patient. And I'm still growing in being patient. I've stopped blaming people. I've stopped being bitter. I've stopped I've stopped holding grudges. And I've learned how to walk. And I'm still learning how to walk in the ways of Yah. Hallelujah. Yah, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness and your loving kindness. Thank you for keeping us and, and helping us walk in your ways. Yah, teach us how to have true faith, true trust in what your word says. And not our opinion, but help us to walk in the ways of you, in the ways of the Most High. Not walk contrary to your word, but to surrender ourselves to your will. Y'all help us to grow in our trust, not show favoritism, 
but love everybody in spite of their financial situation, whether they live in a big house or a little house or no house, whether they have money or don't have money. Help us to love everybody as you've commanded with the love of the glory of the Messiah love people. Help us to have a faith like Abraham had that believed you and showed it through his obedience by walking out what you said. Help us to continue not to follow the example that what Moses, we know that Moses was great and we're in no way putting down Moses. We understand that Moses is the first mediator for Israel. So we're not knocking, but we, what I'm saying is that we, help us not to be like he was when it came to the standpoint of striking the rock instead of speaking like you said. Yeah. But help us to remain impatient. So when you do speak, we don't jump the gun. So help us to remain patient. So when you do speak, we don't jump the gun. We don't run away. We don't draw back. We don't quit. But we persevere in keeping with what we have been told, like our forefather Abraham. Yah, we thank you, and we praise you, and we glorify you. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name, amen. amen. You have announcements? Hallelujah. We have announcements, then we're going to, Pastor Cameron's going to end us, and we're going to um, be out of here. So you all be blessed. And um, uh, 